187 Detroit's Homicide. Listen to Mike and Tyler. Hi now. Olele, Vira La Loca. Well, we are live, pals, and welcome to a, another edition of Count It Out with Mike and Tyler. My name is Tyler, and coming to you from the Motor City, you'll get it in a second, is always my good friend, Mr. Mike Mojito. What's I, shaking, brother? I'd, I'd like to be Motor City Mike from now on. Motor City um, Mike in the house. I will never, I have no interest in going to Detroit ever in my life, but... Uh, I've been, you're not long- missing much. <laughs> but as long as Shelly and Saban are from there, I'll, I'll be Motor City Mike any day of the week. So I guess uh, what we're talking about here, Mike and I last night, we, uh, uh, sorry, as of recording this, so this would have been uh, uh, last Sunday, we attended Destiny Wrestling as they present their homecoming show. And the it was first, great. The first show, the first show under the new management, under the new ownership, um, app title homecoming. It was really, he, this, this, uh, this, this gentleman named Emilio really wanted to bring it home and and show this new product that he wants to create and it was a uh it was a good first outing i'd say and we were really really happy to be there really um we felt really welcome did we not like i i don't want to speak for you but man we went in and and uh you know we've been to a few shows with a few different promotions and listen and 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 in my years of doing this shit i know a lot of promoters and 99% of the promoters I know, and I don't blame them all, I would be the same way, but they're too busy to fucking give you the time of day, okay? we Even when we go to the Barry shows, like, like good luck getting two minutes of Sean. Sean's a busy motherfucker. So that's what I expected. We'd never met Emilio before. I, I didn't expect him to say boo to us. Man, he he sat down with us during the, during the matches. He watched some of the matches with us. He shot the shit with us. He was so cool. He 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 was very giving. Uh, really really brought us into his new formed family. And uh, I I you know it's only been one so show so far, but I can say that uh, I really see a good future with us and and Destiny Wrestling. Yeah, I had a great time at the show. Uh, unfortunately, I had to sit beside George McKay from Straight Talk Wrestling. He's the worst. <laughs> shout out to George. But uh, no, we had a great what? time. Shout out to George. He claim this is his test right here. He claims to listen to our show. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see, George. <laughs> now, to be fair, he said, I don't listen to all of your shows. And that's fair because I don't listen to all his shows either. But um, yeah. um I, I had a great time at the show, though. It was so nice to see so many uh, familiar faces, some guys we haven't seen in a while. Love running even into guys, Big Kirk even Warmack. Guys on the book, man. Yeah, I loved running into yeah. Big Kirk Warmack. That was a great surprise. Always great seeing Travis Moore. I love Travis. Yeah. Big Isaiah Cross was there. Got to shoot the shit with Clay Wilson a little bit. We caught up with uh, Crystal Moon and Brother Earth for a bit. Uh, just a great, great atmosphere, uh, you know. We ended up sitting and it, down, and, and you'll hear on this show, actually, a, a short uh, interview that we did with Blake Christian. Uh, we also got to chat with the interview queen herself, Alicia Atout. And, uh, and Mike, you got to shoot shit with Warhorse a little bit. Unfortunately, we didn't get the interview in with him. But yeah. 
that we'll... that's coming. Uh, you know, we we will get Warhorse on here in the next few months. I have no doubt of that. But it was really nice to go up and shake his hand and talk to him a bit. And Warhorse seems like a really cool guy. Uh, it was nice to see him work. He he worked Shane Saber, which was a great match. Mm-hmm. Good way to open the card and. Uh, sh- Saber as well as a guy we need to get on here one of these days. Uh, Saber, there's two guys who are at the card last night that I still can't believe we haven't had on the show. Not just because they're cool guys, but because they are an unstoppable wealth of knowledge when it comes to this business. And I don't just mean wrestling. I mean indie wrestling. And that, that's a whole different animal if you know what I'm talking about. You can know wrestling. There's a whole different beast underneath when you're talking about indie wrestling. And the two guys that we really need to talk one day, you know, we've had we've we've had some really awesome indie wrestlers on here, but Shane Saber is one of those guys, and the other one's Rim, uh, Rip Impact. Uh-huh. Rip Impact. I I don't know if there's anybody anybody more knowledgeable about the Ontario indie scene than Rip himself. Yeah, I had a nice little chat with Rip yesterday. It's always good to see Rip. And of course, the big news uh, already. I, I'm going to just go ahead and say this already. Yeah, an, early, an early contender for match of the year 2023. <laughs> Slider fight, which is Von Vertigo and Gabriel Fuerza going up against Motor City Machine Guns. January 29th, I believe, is the date for that. January 29th, that, That's going to be a great, great match. Make sure to check that I believe out. The show is called A New Beginning. Uh, very apt title for their first uh, uh, show of the year. But that's not at all, man. That's not at all. Motor, the Motor City Machine Guns versus Destroy, which is going to be amazing. But then you have uh, Casey Spinelli who uh, got a really quick uh, win over our girl, Alexia Nicole, last night, earning her a spot to face um, the quintessential diva herself, Giselle Shaw, Mm -hmm. at that same January 29th show. Man, that's a huge show. But before we get to January 29th, we have December the 10th. This Saturday, Barry Wrestling presents Christmas Slamly Reunion. Uh, if you guys want to hear all about that show, head over to our YouTube page. Up right now is a preview show I did with uh, commentary commentary team of Mike Jeffries making his return for one of our previews and making his debut, Diamond Jim, Diamond Jim Lowe. We had a lot of fun previewing the card. That is over at the Counted Out 7 YouTube page. Make sure to subscribe. And uh, as and- of as of an hour ago right now, it's officially on www.canonout7.com, which is freshly updated. Just oh, you updated folks. that thing? I sure did. Holy shit. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't wait for Barry. I will be doing the ring announcing. So if you guys are in the area, come by and lend some support. Uh, but it's going to be a great show from top to bottom. We have the whole preview, uh, almost an hour long on, on our YouTube page. So if you want a complete breakdown with two of the guys that know the most about Barry Wrestling, Head on over and check it out. Man, uh, Sean's got his, uh, his work cut out for him. To, uh, if, if he wants to, to get a late entry for, for a show of the year, he himself has put on a, great, a bunch of great shows this year. Then you have the show we saw just last night, Destiny Wrestling. Uh, but if anybody could do it, it's Sean Gibson, man. It's Barry Wrestling. Barry Wrestling is on fire the last three years. Like See? they're, they're there's no stopping this company especially like not that Barry, Barry, I've never been to a Barry wrestling show where I left and was like, Oh man, that was just okay. Like every show they put on is a home run, but there's just been something real magical about the last four shows. They just like continue to get better and better. And, you know, Kevin Blackwood's going to be on this card, which is exciting. And I'm just super excited to, to, to be there and watch this one. And if you don't know what we're talking about, you can. You can go back. You can watch these last couple shows. 
um, including going all the way back one year ago when, when uh, they did their double letter Christmas show, uh, one of the funnest shows we ever attended. Um, you can watch all those shows at IWTV. You can get the IWTV app or go to independentwrestling.tv. Let's uh, let's switch gears to a big announcement that happened over the weekend as well, and that is uh, your boys over I, at GCW, Mike, coming well, coming if, over to this side of the border, Montreal and Toronto. Listen, if I'm going to credit my boys, I'm going to credit my boys, and I'm not talking about the, uh, GCW. I got to credit my boy Drew Walsh, uh, good for, good friend of the show, loyal listener, uh, friend of ours from Ottawa. He attended this IWS show. And uh, he was texting me throughout the show uh, because he, he was lucky enough to meet uh, Jay, White, uh, uh, Jay White earlier that night. And he was stoked from that. And I know he was really stoked to see Wins Dorado that night. And, and he, he was really excited. And then I get this text from him. He's like, oh, fuck. What's going on? And he tells me that they just showed this video. And then he sent me the video of Nick Gage himself <laughs> up on the screen at IWS claiming that I the, the GCW and, and Nick Gage's fucking gang were coming to Montreal. They were coming to IWS. And of course, only an hour later, the, the official announcement was made that not only are they going to Montreal, I, IWS versus GCW is also doing a show right here in our backyard, Toronto, at the Opera House. So, the, so in the span of a week, they are going to be doing the Olympic Stadium in Montreal and the Opera House in, in, um, in Toronto. Two extremely different venues, very different venues from each other. But I think it's so cool. Um, they, I, I think the venue choices are very interesting. The fact that GCW is coming to Canada to tie it up with some of Canada's best. Um, I can't believe we haven't gotten a cum-soaked fucking conver- uh, uh, phone call from our boy Ben Ortman's Big GCW fan, big Nick Gage fan, and a loyal member of IWS. Very well put, Mike. Very graphic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm excited for this one, man. I, I definitely think I'm going to try to hit up that GCW show in Toronto. I think the Opera House is, uh, I, I don't know if it's big enough, but it's definitely got the right atmosphere for it. Uh, if you want to see that announcement, you can head over to the Counted Out uh, Twitter page at Counted Out 7. Uh, the video is posted there. Thank you again for, for sending that in. That was awesome. Um, going to be fun times, man. You know what? Toronto, the Toronto area, the GTA area, Ontario in general, big shows coming in the new year, man. Not only do we have GCW now, we've got Destiny and Barry, and, and of course, Impact Wrestling coming. WWE is coming at the end of the year. Like, Toronto's yeah, rolling right now, right. man. We're, we're really well, picking well, up steam. Yeah, and, and let's, you know, Toronto, of course, but also Montreal. Uh, Montreal's going to be home to the Elimination Chamber, mm-hmm. which, is, which, which is really fucking cool. I don't think they've ever hosted that event, that, that event before. No, no. Yeah. Very yeah. cool stuff uh, for Canada coming up in 23, man. Yeah, I'm excited for it, man. I'm definitely excited for it. And, you know, wrestling's you know, hot right now, uh, with the exception of maybe AW. Before we, <laughs> before we get on your list... Um, can I, we just talked about some really exciting stuff. Can I take a second to talk about something that kind of pissed me off today? Nah, let's move on to the list. <laughs> yeah. <I'm... laughs> um, news broke early this morning that, uh, that, uh, unfortunately, uh, Hall of Famer, uh, Barry Windham, um, suffered a very bad heart attack and is in critical condition in the hospital right now. Um, so of course our love, our prayers, our condolences to, to, to the Wyndham family, but 
here's what kind of pissed me off, man. It didn't take very long. Um, Mike Rotunda himself put up a, uh, what do you call it? The, GoFundMe. Like a GoFundMe. And it took minutes for piece of shit fucking wrestling fans to start going, why the fuck should wrestling fans have to pay this? Bray Wyatt can afford that. Put it on Bray Wyatt. It's his fucking uncle. Make Bray Wyatt pay for it. I didn't see any of that. They, oh, dude, I saw too much of it. And it really pissed me off. You missed the fucking point, people. Like, like number one, you don't know that, that, that Bray Wyatt could afford that. You're assuming what he makes a year. Not only you're forgetting that he was off work for like two years. You're also forgetting that he's got children. He's got bills. He's got shit. We don't know what he can and cannot afford. But it's not even the point. Mike Rotunda needed help. He, and rather than call up his son and be like, hey, man, give me a million dollars. He he did the best thing he could do, and that was put up a GoFundMe. Now it's up to somebody like uh, like Bray or somebody else to to pull pony up the money if they can. If they can't, can you? I don't have a million bucks. Do you? I don't have. You know what I mean? I can't. I can't fucking save uh, Barry Windham's life. Don't assume that anybody else can or should. That that really pissed me off today, and we missed the whole point to the whole fucking thing. Well, the whole point of the thing is like let, let's hope that Barry Windham recovers. You know what I mean? Like exactly. that's that's the biggest thing. And for anyone to make any type of a negative comment over any type of a tragedy, not just this one in particular, but anything, like mm-hmm. just get a life, guys. You know what I mean? Like there's so like people don't understand how awesome a thing like Twitter can be if you just stop being a dick. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. like yeah. seriously, Twitter. I've had great interactions with people on Twitter. I've had fun conversations. And then, of course, you just get these, like, keyboard warriors that just talk this shit. Like, if I was a famous person, the last thing I would want to do is get Twitter because of people like that. 100%. You know what yeah. I mean? But now, now but with you that said, some, of the, some, some of the famous people are the problem. But <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I'm, I'm yeah. talking about the wrestling community. You know what I mean? Like. We've met enough wrestlers over our, our life period. They're great guys, most of them, and great girls. You know what I mean? And a lot of them. A lot yeah. of them are. You know, and I'm not going to say everybody is. It's just like human beings. We're not all great people, but a lot of the people in the wrestling community love their fans, and I'm sure they would love to interact with their fans. Except for all these garbage people, but you make it real fucking hard, man. Right? That's just like <laughs> real fucking hard. How bad is your life that you have to try to bring other people down? You know what I mean? Like. Guys, it's it's too life is too short to be so hateful, you know. Mm-hmm. It's wrestling. Take it for what it is. Enjoy it. And if you don't like something, don't watch it. But we don't need to hear you talking down to all these people. We've you know we've seen so much negativity with that. Uh, Hannah Kimura was a tragedy. Like that could have been avoided. You know what I mean? Like there's no need. Chill out, everybody. But nobody, but nobody wants to take responsibility for that right? shit, right? It's not, it's, it's never, it's never your fault. It's never our fault. No. Anyways, I didn't mean me to off. make that a downer. It just, it just really pissed me off and I needed to rant off in a minute. Yeah. I, I um, feel you, man. Spe- speaking of uh, Barry Windham, you know, he's been in a, uh, in a war game or two. Yeah. That's the list I'm going to do this week. I went and rewatched all the NXT. I think he was in one of my, I think he was in one of my favorite war games. He was, he's been in. Was he the one? Was he? Was he in the one where 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 Steve Austin bled like a fucking stuck pig? Who do you yeah. think made? Who do you All think right. made Steve Austin bleed like a stuck pig? Wasn't it Barry? Yeah, Barry and yeah, Steve were number one and two. Okay. War Games ninety two. 
Well, we're not going to be talking about that today because we're talking about the WWE's renditions of war games. I went back and rewatched all of them, and uh, I'll, I'll get into my thoughts on the In- actual war games matches. Including this year's? Including this you, year's. They are up for grabs on the list. Okay. Uh, and I'll, I'll go a little bit more detail on that in just a minute. But what do you think? Should we should we treat the, the listeners with a little interview right now? I think uh, we should do a little Blake Christian, a little all heart. Yeah, we, we, we got the opportunity to have a quick conversation, probably about five, five to eight minutes with uh, with Blake Christian at the Destiny show here. And uh, I, I don't think you need me to describe it for you. Let's just let uh, the interview speak for itself. So here we go. Let's do it. All right, we are live here. Destiny Wrestling. My name is Tyler. I am joined by the one and only Blake Christian. Blake, man. I'm excited to be here at uh, Destiny. I'm excited to be my first time in Toronto. Not my first time in Canada, but my first time in Toronto, my first time at Destiny. I'm super excited for my match tonight. So, yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling really good. Man, you're, you're all over the place right now. You are setting the world on fire. You've worked in so many of the major promotions. Which promotion do you think that you've been with so far that, that they've truly like understood you and let you shine the most and, and just get that true version of yourself out there? I think I think maybe probably GCW. You know, GCW took a chance on me uh, back before I blew up, and then you know GCW's always been a home for me, always giving me great matches, always giving me a good spot, always let me be myself. So I, I'm almost certain that Game Changer Wrestling is the one. Now, I want to keep on that GCW topic for a little bit here because I love the work that you're doing there. Uh, as a matter of fact, the time that we're recording this, just last night, they announced their Toronto debut and Montreal debut. How big of a step is this for GCW? Uh, can we maybe expect to see you on these cards coming forward? 100% probably going to see me on the cards. Um, yeah, man, it's it's big for GCW because GCW is going everywhere. The UK, Mexico, Japan, you know, they're they're going everywhere. So it was only a matter of time before Canada got added to the mix. So uh, it's definitely huge for them. It's a huge for an independent wrestling company to do so. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's a big step for them. Now, a big part of GCW, of course, is Nick Gage. What's your interaction like with Nick Gage? How has he been with you? How is he in the locker room uh, rallying the troops together? Just well, what, What's it like to be around Nick Gage in general? Nick Gage is uh, he's what you see. Like The character that he brings out to the ring is what you see. Every time uh, he's watched my matches before, he matter of fact, when he's not wrestling on the show, he watches the entire show. He's always the first person that you... Go, before you go out there, he's the first person to congratulate or uh, give you luck or whatever, tell you to kill it. Uh, and when you come back, he's the one that congratulates you, tell you how, how good you did and this and that. He, he's always hyping up the locker room. He is a true definition of a locker room leader in GCW. Now, we get to see so much of your great in-ring work showcase every month at GCW and at every show. But you've got to have a little bit of fun in the last couple months, too, working with Matt Cardona, getting to show a different side of you there. How much fun have you been having working with Cardona and Chelsea? And, and just how uh, creative and, and hands-on is Matt and all the stuff that he does? Because everything he's touching has turned into gold lately. No, everything that Matt is involved in, he's always very hands-on. He wants it to be... Uh, to the best that he could do it. So working with Matt has been like, a, it's been a blessing, you know. Uh, obviously, he suffered an injury that, that was unfortunate, but I mean, it only helped our story that we had. So uh, a very, very unfortunate event that, you know, I wish didn't happen, but even though it did, he he put his hands to it, put his mind to it, and like, we made the best that we could out of it. So Matt and Chelsea, they're, they're truly a blessing, and my, their minds are really good for this business and i was i was blessed to be a part of it for sure absolutely absolutely you know i see you're wearing the ecw hat there how cool was it for you being part of that hammerstein show earlier this year getting to be in those legendary venues 
Oh man, uh, the Hammerstein was definitely uh, a, a great moment for me. You know, I just got released from WWE, and uh, it was a moment that I could truly show in front of a large crowd like that to show what I'm made of. You know, me and Leo have have uh, killed it so many times, but I think that match specifically is our best match that we've ever had. Uh, and to do it at the Hammerstein and to do it with Leo, that it, it, honestly, you know, I was supposed to wrestle for the Ring of Honor World Championship, which would have been cool in the Hammerstein Ballroom. But even though that didn't work out, I'm happy that it was me versus Leo in the Hammerstein. So yeah, the last question I want to ask you as the year 2022 is coming to an end, what can we expect to see from you out of 2023? What are some of the goals? Uh, major goal of mine, it's, a, it's always been a goal of mine even before I started wrestling, is the best of Super Juniors. I'm going to work my ass off to get to that point. Uh, so, yeah, that's my, that's my overall top goal, 100%. Awesome, man. Well, we want to thank you so much for the time. Best of luck to you in the next year, man. And uh, on behalf of Tyler, we've been counted out. Well, Mike, that was probably the first time that you actually heard any of that interview because it was so loud when we were recording it. I, so. I, I was videotaping it. And when we were done, you looked at me and said, was that okay? I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't hear a fucking word. But yeah. uh, definitely a great conversation there. And uh, you know what? How about next week? Uh, how about next week we play our interview with Alicia Toot, the interview queen? What do you think of that? The, that I would love. Man, let, let me tell you something. I, I'm jealous. When we went in, we were hoping to get a minimum of four interviews and and the four big ones anyways. <laughs> and we said, all right, let's split it up. And you asked me flat out, if you had to pick two of the four, who do you want to interview? And I, and I, and I was honest with you. I said, Warhorse and Steve Macklin. Those are the two I would like. And you were cool with that. And you said, yeah, I actually really want to do Alicia. So, and then, and then you said, Phrasing, you want to do but... <laughs> I stick by my words. Uh, and, and, and then you said that you were interested in Blake Christian as well. So it worked out. Well, what didn't work out is I didn't end up getting interviews with, with, with Warhorse or Steve Macklin. Steve was an extremely busy guy. I didn't even get to talk to Steve. Um, he, he did his, he did his match really fun match by the way. Uh, and then, uh, and then bounced. Uh, but then, um, like I said, I was able to talk to Warhorse a little bit. We were supposed to interview him, uh, but then our uh, our interview with Alicia too happened at the same time. It just all didn't work out. It's fine. I will end up talking to Warhorse one day, and uh, fingers crossed, I'll talk to Steve Macklin one day. Yeah, but you great. were the lucky man. You got both your interviews, uh, Christian uh, uh, Blake Christian today, and then next week you'll listen to Alicia too, who was not only a great interview, but what a fucking sweetheart. Oh man, she I, gave. I loved her so much. She was so nice. And she gave us so much great advice, too. Because, like, yeah. you know, she's definitely someone, I don't know about you, I won't speak on your behalf, but I really look up and admire the work she's For done, sure. you know. Toronto girl, just like, you know, we're Toronto Antonians here. And and just the Ooh. success that she's built herself, like, it, it's a real inspiration. And uh, and what a nice girl, like, uh, I put Alicia, awesome. I put, I put Alicia on the same uh, pedestal that I do Renee Paquette. Yeah, um, I, I, I have a lot of respect and a lot of admiration for Renee Paquette because of, you know, where she came from, how she built herself up and where she is now. And, and, and I see Alicia the same way, except she went in a bit of a different direction. While they both kind of stuck with wrestling, um, Renee kind of went the sports way. She did some NHL stuff. She did ESPN stuff, did, did some NFL stuff, where Alicia stuck with wrestling and she went to meet some music stuff. Uh, she's currently working with Knotfest, which is fucking amazing. And, yeah. you know, she did a lot of other work with, with music stuff. So 
they both had a very similar yet very different career. And I, I and it, but in the same breath, in the same vein, I uh, I respect and I, I admire them both for what they've done. Um, not only as a human being, but as a podcaster, as a broadcaster, as somebody who wants to do what they do. Um, they they are. I put them on that list of of the Bill Afters. I put that on on, on the list of the. Um, uh, the, the Chris Van Vliet's and, and the John Pollock's they're on there for me of people who inspire me to do what I want to do. Yeah. You know, and I'll, I'll speak on a personal standpoint here. Like there's a couple people that, that do inspire me and that I've looked up to in, in our journey doing this. And, you know, at least not, being, not George McKay, not George McKay. No, okay. no. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, George McKay. So, sorry, sorry, George. Uh, see George. And you said Mike was the good one. eh? Uh, but um, there, there are a few people that I, I've really looked up to and admired and I've used as inspiration. And one of them being Alicia Toot, who I was so fortunate to get to interview. And, and the other people were from uh, post-wrestling, John Pollock and Wei Ting. It'd be really cool if I could talk to post-wrestling. Maybe mm. we should stick around mm. for the year-end show. <laughs> Bro, the, the year-end show, by the way, everybody, I'm not going to say who we have coming on it. All I'm going to say is it's going to be fucking awesome, bro. All right. That's all I'm going to say. About well, the I mean, show. we, I, I mean, listen, we already, we already uh, released a, an excerpt from that interview. So people know that Russo's on the show. All right. <laughs> let, let, let's not, let's not, let's not treat our audience like they're idiots. We've got, we got um, seven great guests this year, though. This is, I, I didn't think we were going to be able to top last year. And I think we might have. I didn't think so. We, we, we went overboard this year. Uh, uh, it was, I didn't think we could top the year we had with the end of the year. You know what I mean? Like, like when you talk to Eric Bischoff and Dory Funk and Jordan Grace in the matter of fucking three months, what do you do at the end of the year? Oh, oh, you get Wei Ting and Vince Russo and hey, we didn't say Tom, Tom Hannafin. Who? <laughs> We're not saying all this stuff yet. It's a secret, bro. bro? Uh, yes. Our year-end show is going to be awesome. It, uh, I'm very excited for it. I, I'm working incredibly hard at editing and putting everything together. We'll, we'll keep Van Land in a surprise. Okay, but don't tell them about Jonah or Adam because I'm going to be furious if it all leaks out, all right? <laughs> See, that's that's like the WWE is so creative bringing Bray Wyatt back and like doing these big video packages. That's about as creative as we get on Counted Out. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. We are the we are the Tony Khan of fucking oh. <laughs> celebrity guests. Oh shit! Um, all right, all right. do you want to do you want to talk about some war games? Or, kind of. Well, yeah. Are these war are these war games? They Listen, are. They are. Yeah. Are they though? Are they? Okay. Can I ask you a question before we get into this? Yes. Think in your head, okay, of okay. your seven favorite War Games matches okay. ever. Yeah. Are, are we going to talk about any of those matches today? Uh, like, like including the old ones? Yes. It, your favorite War Game matches ever. I are would we may- going to talk about any of those matches today? I would maybe put two, maybe two on this list. Really? There was a I'm couple. There was a couple really, really good ones. As a overall production, I'm a much bigger fan of the WCW ones. Yeah. Um, but a couple of them towards the end got really shitty. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. Especially and, and there's a couple of the WWE the ones. Era. Yeah, there, a couple of the WWE ones are really good. But I will say, here's the thing: after watching them all. 
back to 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 back. There is a very, very strategic formula that does not break away a lot. You know what I mean? Start out with your two guys. Insert this person who brings the weapons in. Insert spot off the top of the cage. Insert stare down. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a lot of repeated spots in it. I will say... But that doesn't surprise me. And I'll tell you why. Look who's booked 90% of these war game matches. It's Triple H, right? Uh-huh. Triple H has been doing the W because it's a NXT thing. Triple H has done a lot of these. Triple H is a huge Dusty mark, and you know that. You know? So he took Dusty's formula and didn't really stray from it, right? Yes. Uh, sorry, I thought you had more to your point there. Uh, no, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It makes sense to me that he would have a formula for these because it's Dusty's. Um. Yeah, and I mean, he he kind of changed the first one a little bit, but um, other than that, it's been pretty similar. And you know, minus the top on the cage, and there, there's no blood, obviously. But um, yeah, I, I just prefer the old school ones better. Uh oh, are you okay over there? Oh. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Uh, okay, listen, I, I, I'm going to pull the, uh, <laughs> the proverbial skin back here. Uh, I had <laughs> I had, I had a vasectomy just a couple days ago. Oh, yes. And, old old and, Thanos. Uh, I almost introduced oh, you yeah. as Thanos today. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck, man. I, I, Thanos is a joke because I, I described my ball sack as looking like Thanos to you <laughs> in the car on the way to the show yesterday. Man, it's gotten worse. It doesn't look like Thanos anymore. It looks like the executioner. It is fucking black, dude. Just oh, no. fucking. Oh, oh yeah. It, it, like I got Terry Gordy in a shitty 1996 mask on my fucking scrote right now. It's horrible. Yeah. Anyways, enjoy that image. Well, I don't know how I can really top that one there, Executioner Balls. So why don't we just get right into the list? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Number seven, I'm going to 2019. I'm going with Team Rhea Ripley versus Team Shayna Blazer. So that is uh, Rhea Ripley, uh, Tegan Knox, Candice LeRae, and Dakota Kai. Uh, That's going up against Bianca Belair, Kaylee Ray, Io Shirai, and Shayna Blazer. I just thought this was a pretty good match. Um, you know, it's the first women's war games match. Uh, most memorable for Dakota Kai's heel turn on Tegan Knox, uh, right. putting the women okay. at a disadvantage. But but in all reality, this was the the Rhea Ripley coming out party. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This whole weekend, yeah. because then the next night she was the big survivor at Survivor Series, right? Um, so it was basically a four-on-two handicap match for most of it. I'm not going to break down like all the matches because it's just like, you know, it's, it's war games. These are all like our Mm -hmm. matches. Right. But uh, just a couple points, like Bianca Belair really stood out as something special in this match as well. It was also a big coming out party for her, right? Name a time she didn't though. Like, like she was standing out from the minute she fucking stepped foot in NXT. We knew she was something special. It took me time to grow on Ripley. It took me time to grow on Dakota. Bianca, I think we knew we had something special really fast with her. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the big finish was Rhea getting the pin on Shayna, which would set up their title match. And 
uh, you know, just overall, it was a good outing by the women on this one. Uh, the first ever women's war games match. I did think that, you know, the four on two kind of took away from it a little bit. Uh, yeah. If it was to be a traditional match, I think it might have been a little bit lower on my list. But uh, if you fast forward uh, a couple years later, my number six, we're sticking with the women. Team Raquel Gonzalez versus Team Toxic Attraction from 2021. Um, yeah. So that would be Team Gonzalez, which is Io Shirai, Cora Jade, Raquel Gonzalez, and Kaylee Ray going up against uh, Mandy Rose, JC James, Gigi Dolan, and Dakota Kai. Uh, another really fun match here. Uh, Io Shirai especially was fantastic in this match. Gigi Dolan really carries yes. herself as a star in this match she as well. Right there, she proved right there what I already knew about her. I've been a fan, a fan of Priscilla Kelly for years. I, I you know what I mean. I, I, I've, I've been a fan of her for a long time. She is now doing in WWE what I always knew she would be able to do. And I think this was the first match where everybody else was like, oh, oh, okay, yeah. You know, that was, this is this is a great outing by Gigi. Yeah. Um, the real star of this match, though, to me, was Cora Jade. Uh, she did a uh, big angle where she jumped off the top of the cage and, and really started selling her arm and shoulder. And uh, just like her selling was absolutely fantastic. And she ended up scoring the... The pin for her team, but uh, really go out of your way to watch the last half of this match uh, once it, once all the competitors get in and, and really take note of Cora Jade. I, I thought she was fantastic in this match. Remind me, though, Raquel Gonzalez had a hell of an outing on this one, too, did she not? Uh, yes, Raquel got the big move on it, but it was actually Raquel Gonzalez the year before that had her coming out party. And oh, she got, okay, okay. That was the one year, one I, year, one I'm year a, before I must that. Be, Oh yeah, because she had hers during the uh, what's it called the soup? Um, what what do they call it? The Thunderdome, Thunder whatever. Shit. This yeah, one was also in the Thunderdome right. as well, but she had the first Thunderdome one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. My number five. We're gonna go a little more recent here, and we're going with this year. And uh, I really enjoyed the the Bloodline against Team Drew McIntyre. I'm so happy you put this on here because you and I discussed this a, lo- a while back, and I. I was afraid that the match quality itself was going to kind of take away and you weren't going to let the story speak for, for the match. And I think while the match itself wasn't horrible, it definitely wasn't. Sami Zayn doesn't do bad. Like, like Sami Zayn doesn't put on bad matches. Uh, neither do the Usos as far as I'm concerned. Um, so you, ha- you have a lot of incredible talent in here. Now, the only reason they say that about the actual physical content of the match is because does it stand up to some of the greats? No, it doesn't. But from a story standpoint, from watching things unfold in this match, it's one of my favorite war game matches. Yeah. Um, Just from an entertainment standpoint. I just, I really like the story. Like you said, you know, Roman wants to get Jay and Sammy on the same page. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so, like, when Jay's down two to one, which is always weird when the faces have the advantage, too. It really takes away from the War Games match, but I get it. You can't I'm, have every match. I'm not match, a fan of it. But, but I get it. But you can't have every in single. This, no. And it made sense in this one, yeah. And, in you this know, instance, it made sense. When when uh, the, the next participant came to tie it up, it was going to be Jimmy Usu coming out, and Roman stops him and sends Sammy instead. Very, very like good. That. You know, Sammy constantly throughout the match trying to save Jay. Jay super kicks Sammy in the match. And then the finish where, you know, Sammy makes his call. 
doesn't side with Kevin Owens, who had the best Dusty Rhodes attire on. I really enjoyed that yep. tribute as well. Uh, but Solsiaki also looked really good in this match. Uh, Solo is really impressing me this year. Yeah, and then, you know, obviously, yeah. Sammy makes his call, hits Owens with the low blow. Jey Uso off the top, which was a nice touch that Sammy gave the pin to Jay. And uh, can, can, can we can we say something here that this is a match involving the brawling brutes? And we're not even fucking talking about them yet. Well, like, I that's do how, wanna... like that's how that's how good this match is. The match, the fact that we haven't talked about those guys yet, and, and they're so good. I, I do want to say uh, there are two people that I think could be in contention for WWE War Games NXT MVPs. One of them mm-hmm. is Adam Cole, and the other yeah. one is Pete Dunne. And I'm going to give my <laughs> vote to Pete Dunne. Yeah, I got you there, man. His name uh, yes. is Butch, by the way. No, it is not. It is always Pete Dunn. <laughs> and, um, uh, and Pete Dunn, he by the way, Pete Dunn, watching him mutilate people's hands in these war game matches oh, has been brutal. some of my favorite shit, man. Michael yeah. Cole had a great line in, in this match. He said, uh, uh, where is it? I could uh Cole said it best in a sick kind of way, Dunn is fun to watch. Yeah, and I agree, man. I and I put in my notes. I could literally watch Pete Dunn bend people's joints all day. He does like great stuff where he takes their fingers and puts them in the cage and bends them back yeah. through the fingers and shit. Yeah, it's really good stuff here. Uh, but speaking one, of, one, oh, one last thing, I I just want to talk about this match for real quick is something that Roman Reigns has been doing. I love not just in this match, but all year. I love how subtle Roman Reigns can be. Roman has mastered the art of less is more. Uh-huh. I love how he held himself in that cage. And I'm, and I'm talking about the, the small cage, the cage you sit in while you wait to get to the, to the big cage. I love how he just sat there silently watching. And then he would just, you go. You know, he, he's so methodical, so smart. This character has turned into something that I, I never thought Roman Reigns could be. And I loved watching it in that in that environment. It was so good. Yeah, I agree, man. And and Roman Reigns, like I, I've said this, I don't know if I've said it on air, if I've just said it to you in private, but all of his matches now have Undertaker at WrestleMania 100%. vibes. And, and it's the yeah. same thing watching Mickey James and Impact Wrestling right now. Like, and it adds that yeah. layer of excitement. Uh, and I think that's why we're going to be talking about Roman a lot in our year-end show because it's just a big thing. But uh, I mentioned two names. Uh, I mentioned Adam Cole and I mentioned Pete Dunne. Let's talk about uh, both these guys, actually, because they're in my number four. We're going Undisputed Era versus uh, Ricochet, Pete Dunne, and the Viking Raiders, or the War Raiders at this point. The, the War Raiders, yeah. Uh, this Cole, was a fun match. This is a yeah. real fun match. Uh, Adam Cole and Ricochet started, and, and needless to say, it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, these guys have beat the hell out of each other. Then Pete Dunn comes in uh, a couple, uh, a little bit later, or Dunn was about to come in. I think they did this a couple times where Dunn was about to come in, and and the guys just kept pushing him back and letting somebody else come in. Um, the match is really, really good. All the hot tags are really, really good in it. Uh, when when Pete Dunn comes out, obviously it's fantastic. Um, uh, what do we got? Uh, Undisputed Era, just getting the beat down with weapons. There's just great flow to this match. 
Nice transitions from the heels and the faces and the back and forth being in control. You got your Tower of Doom spot, which always, you know, check off another uh, staple in these matches. This was the first time that they did the spit, the standoff spot, though. And it was really, really, really well done. Um, there was just way too much crazy shit to go on to Cal the finish. But the only thing that hurt, uh, Pete Dunn and Ricochet both hit their finishes, but the camera missed the pin on uh, on the, the Ricochet dive. They missed it totally, so it kind of took away a little bit. Double pin, Dunn and Ricochet stand tall on top of the cage after. I thought that was a great moment. Very cool, yeah. Uh, what do you remember about this match at all? I know, I know you said this is one that you liked. You, I, I did like it. Uh, you just kind of went through the highlights of it uh, of what I remember. I haven't watched it since the day it, it aired. Like I've I've never gone back and rewatched it, but I do remember, like when you said you were going to do this list, I remember thinking, okay, this is one he's going to talk about. Yes, uh, maybe uh, a bit of a surprise is is my number three. Uh, I know a lot of people don't like this but I think people like this match. So I think it's well-placed. Uh, okay. NXT 2.0 versus NXT Black and Gold from 2021. This was a great match. Uh, I don't know if I really remember this. NXT 2.0, and I don't know a lot of the guys on this team because uh, I don't watch 2.0. Uh, Braun Breaker, uh, Grayson Waller, Tony D'Angelo, and Carmela Hayes. Going up against uh, Champa, Gargano, Pete Dunne, and LA Knight. By the way, unpopular opinion. I've just never been an LA Knight uh, fan. Uh, what was he in Impact? What was his name in Impact? Um, uh, he'd call everyone dummies. Adam's yelling at me right now. I'm yelling at you right now. I'm yelling at myself right now. Why can't the. He was the world I'm... champion. Fuck off. Now we are going to get a nasty text message. It's all probably... on the tip of my it's I, the tip of my tongue. I know he teamed with uh, Adonis, uh, Chris Adonis. Uh yeah, it's gone. Sorry, Adam. Sorry, Rob. I can't do it without, without I, I kept wanting to say I want, want to say Drake Maverick. It's not Eli Drake. Eli Drake. There you go. Haha, <laughs> do not yell at us. We have redeemed ourselves. I, I... I'm like Drake Maverick. That's Rockstar Spud. Like this is Drake. <laughs> um, I'm just happy that I got some more Pete Dunn, so I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> you always, know what I mean. Uh, always loving me some Butch Jar- Gargano. This was Gargano's last NXT match until he made yeah. his return, and he came out to his old Johnny wrestling music. And let me yeah. tell you, you could have thought that the you know the biggest star in the world came out in this building. Just a massive massive start him and Carmelo Hayes start the match might be the best start out of any of the war games matches that we saw the best two like five minute period these guys Mm -hmm. were on fire Uh, I'm not going to go through all the spots here we got the nice uh, DYI reunion spot you know what I mean Um, Braun Breaker is supposed to use bolt cutters to get into the ring and he can't open the door. He can't use them. It took him forever to open the thing. It was really awkward, but he came in and, and did it good. Uh, Champa was the last guy out. He's the NXT champ at the time they were building towards champ and Gargano and, uh, and uh, Braun breaker here. Um, I like that Gargano used the crutch to save Champa in this match, kind of a throwback. I love that too. Yeah. I, uh, that's cool. Waller got put through a table with a huge belly-to-belly off the top. Uh, Waller returns the favor with an elbow off the top of the cage through a table on night. That was really incredible. He really got some hang type on that. 
Mm-hmm. Breaker ends up getting the pin on Champa, hits him with a huge spear through a table, and then he does a, a press slam and does like the Goldberg kind of slam for the pin. This was a great match. I would highly recommend so checking this one out. This is your number. This is your number three. Yes. All right. I have seen clips of this match. Like I, I've seen clips of the Champa spot and stuff like that. I've never seen this match. I would recommend it. I really would. Well, you're number three. I would hope so. Yeah, I would. I would recommend it. I'm not. You okay. know, I, I wasn't a big fan of a lot of these WWE War Games matches, but I was a big fan of this one. So, highly, highly recommend it. Number right. two, I would also highly recommend because it it's my number two. Uh, Undisputed Era versus yeah. Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Dijakovic, and a mystery partner. I'm a little torn on what I think your number one is because I, I expected this to be your number one. It was going to be my number one until I watched my number one. And my okay. number one is my number one. Uh, okay. Undisputed Era. I'm going to go a little more detail in, the, in my number two and my number one since I threw, flew through this list pretty quick. Um, and I watched all these matches two weeks ago, so a lot of stuff is hazy, hazy in my head. All these matches really blend together when you watch them 11 <laughs> yeah. in a row. Um, yeah. Undisputed Era looks so badass holding all the belts coming out, by the way. Like, just right. awesome. Uh, Champa and Roddy start this one off. They had good back and forth, but nothing too crazy. Just solid wrestling for five minutes. Kyle O'Reilly comes out next. I don't know if you know this or not. He's a really good wrestler. He's fantastic. <laughs> uh, Dijakovic comes out next. Not a whole lot's happening. Bobby Fish comes out. This one, though, I really liked it because it had more of an old school War Games feel to it. Like the match has been really good, but they haven't been doing like all the crazy shit that like mm-hmm. NXT War yeah. Games does. You know what I mean? Yeah. The crowd was so behind Keith Lee here. They were so ready for him to come in. Uh, and just watching him get in the ring, he reminds me of the Hulk. Like he's so strong and so fast. Yeah. Like he's just yeah. like his offense looks incredible. He's got the crowd pumped was up. It? The match was it? Was it Adam Cole? He did that spot too, where he just fucking chucked him into the crowd. I don't remember. It wasn't you know in this match. About? If it was, I, no, I no, don't. No, no, no. I, I'm just talking about the strength of fucking Keith Lee. Yeah, like he I mean, this, he did, he's crazy. He thought was where somebody was running after him, and he just fucking checked him, and the guy flew into the crowd. I want to say it was Adam Cole. Oh uh, man! Speaking guy, of Adam Cole, the guy Cole, is crazy strong. He's the next one out here. Bit of a change because Adam Cole usually starts the War Games matches off, but he didn't start yeah. this one off. Uh, Cole comes out. He puts five tables in the ring. Uh, but for some reason, and this is what I don't like, he set a table up against the barricade on the outside, which, like, why would why? you ever do that? And then, yeah. shockingly enough, he gets slammed through that table before he gets yeah. in the ring. Because that's the rule in WWE War Games. They don't have a lid on it. If you exit the cage, you're eliminated. You're, your team is disqualified. So you have oh. to be in the cage, which is, yeah. I, I like that, actually. I do. Okay. Uh, clock counts down for the mystery man. No music hits. The heels are very, very happy. Very well timed out. Maybe about 40 seconds later, Kevin Owens' music hits. Monster pop as he makes his return to uh, NXT. Crowd is just going crazy. Owens cleans house. Owen and Cole have great back and forth uh, between the cages there. Uh, I think Cole hits a Canadian destroyer on like that metal grate that holds oh, the yeah, cages together. Right. Yeah, um, and Roddy... and that's a protect that's a protective move in WWE. Like they don't use they don't allow the Canadian destroyer a whole lot, a whole uh, lot. Cole used it, you a know. Cole well, used it, but not amount. but not like fucking on the Indies or or in or in uh, AEW. You know what I mean? Like like 
Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Daddy duty. Time out. Crisis averted. Daddy duty is done. And my list is almost done as well. Let's get back into my number two here. Um, we got uh, Kyle... Kyle gets, uh, or sorry, Roddy gets chokeslammed through a table by Diakovich, which takes him out of the match. Kyle hooks Diakovich in a triangle, who they get on a table. Kevin Owens hits a huge frog splash to the table, takes all them out. Tower Doom spot, blah, blah, blah. Um, everyone's out. Cole and Champ are, are brawling on top of the cage. Mm-hmm. And then the craziest finish that you will ever see in your entire life where Champa hits that <laughs> fucking, I don't even know what they call it, but that dive off the top through the tables. My God. That was insane. And uh, Champa gets the win. That that was the craziest finish I've ever seen. Would you say it's a toss-up for me, anyways? Um, and because of matches like this, um, it's a toss-up between Gargano and Champa for like the ultimate MVP of, of NXT. The all-time I, MVP. I give it to Gargano personally. I, okay. Just because he was healthier longer as well. Um, True. And I just think that uh, like even like the like there's a lot of forgotten matches that Gargano had that were really good, like against Kushida. You know what I mean? Like he had like these little yeah. hidden gems, like but there was a while where 90 percent of Champa's stuff was either with Gargano or against Gargano. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give it to Gargano. I think Gargano might be like Mr. NXT of all time. Personally, if we were to do a list. Which we may do one day. Who knows? It's not a bad idea. Uh, Gargono's definitely in the top two, I think. Um, the two spot for me, it, w- it would be going back and forth for me between the, th- the three guys, Champa, Owens, and uh, Rollins. Oh, you got to have Adam yeah. Cole in that conversation. Not Rollins. I don't think Rollins. Uh, you don't, Rollins you don't wasn't there. So? Lo- he wasn't there long enough. He's definitely on my list. Maybe maybe you're right about top, not top three. He's on my list, though. He's on my I don't think three. he makes my list. Wow. I don't think that just so he was the inaugural champion. What else did he do in NXT? He he was the face of NXT for a while for me. Like he's the reason he I was, watch NXT for a bit, you know. He was, he was only there for a cup know. of coffee though. No. I think you're I I'd like to, I, I I like this is the kind of list you'd have to do real research for, but like I'm just going hypothetically right now. But. Like I think you gotta take a look at guys like um Oh, I would put over him personally, Finn Balor, Shinsuke Nakamura, yeah, uh, Joe. Samoa Joe, Kevin mm-hmm. Owens, you know, even like guys mm-hmm. like Neville, like pa- Neville had a huge run oh, with fuck. the NXT title, right? Sami Zayn himself. Sami Zayn had a great run, yeah. right? Yeah. Take uh, ba- uh, Kyle o- O'Reilly had a great run. Mm-hmm. Roddy's had a great run, like Alistair mm-hmm. Black, you know what I mean? There's just a lot of Ricochet. Yeah, you're not like, wrong. I, I just don't wrong. think that oh, uh, that Rollins has done enough in NXT to put him on that list. Yeah, uh, uh, your 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 argument is very sound, and you're already convincing me that I'm wrong on that one. Well, uh, um, let's that's see not what I we're can, talking uh, about here today. But uh, but one of these days, I think this list is going to happen. I know, uh, I know, uh, our good friend and our better enemy, which I show is now back on uh, our YouTube no, channel. No, no. He no, he's not allowed doing an NXT list with us because I know what he wants to do. He wants to do NXT 2.0, which we don't watch, so it'll be an interesting show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Good Friends, Better Enemies podcast back on the Counted Out YouTube page. Uh, their their very first episode dropped just, what, three days ago? Yes, that is correct. Uh, yeah. Return. Okay, let's see if I can convince you on if my number one should be my number one, because you said you had two in your mind. Okay, yeah, I, and I, I, I'm, I'm very hazy. I don't, because you already, your number two is what I would have called my number one. 
Um, go for it, man. I, I'm not sure what this could be. My number one is Undisputed Era versus Team Pat McAfee. Oh, fuck. Okay. This match was amazing. Absolutely amazing. This is definitely top three for me, probably two. Uh, I don't think it beats out um, the following, the other match, but I, I let's talk about it. I like it. What was your other uh, one that I didn't have then? You said I never you had said, a... yeah. No, I didn't say I didn't say I had two. I said your number two. Oh, I thought you said one. you had two yeah. in your mind. Sorry, yeah. I misunderstood yeah. that. Um, I'm going to go through this one. So this is Undisputed Air versus Team Pat McAfee. Team McAfee is Pete Dunn. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Danny Birch, o- uh, Oni Lorkin, and Pat McAfee. Kyle Dunn and Pete Dunn. Kyle Dunn? Should I try that Kyle again? Kyle Dunn. Kyle O'Reilly and Pete Dunn start this match off. And already this is the greatest match I've ever watched in my entire life. These guys (laughs) were, I might have to take my comment back about, uh, about Gargano and Hayes as the best five minutes because the mat wrestling and counters that these guys did, this felt like a real fight, man. You didn't even bring up the name Pete Dunn. Well, I guess Pete Dunn's more of a UK guy, isn't he? Yeah. But you know what? He's had a great NXT run though. Like, yeah. Uh, by the way, while we're talking about Pete Dunn, I just want to put this out there that the WWD, WWE not letting Pete Dunn be Pete Dunn anymore. I think it's a huge mistake. Butch is entertaining, and and don't get me wrong, I don't hate on Butch like everybody Listen, else does. But Pete Dunn yeah. is just different. On it, he was already different. Let, you know what I mean? By the time Triple H came in, the Brawling Brutes had already established themselves. They were getting there. They were getting over. You don't fuck with something when it's over. True, Triple H I is know. smart enough. Triple H is smart enough not to fuck with them right now. And even something as small as just letting them go by Pete Dunne, it does it fucks with the stable. Yeah, you're so right. You let, you let the stable ride it out, and once the stable isn't over anymore, or once you break up the stable, once you put Pete Dunne by himself, then you change him back to the bruiser weight. Yeah, you're right. Then you let him go and you be Pete Dunne on the main roster. I think Triple H is smart enough to go that route. Um, I th- I just think he's smart enough not to fuck with something while it's over. That's all. No, and you're not wrong about that. You're not wrong. Um, I could definitely. Uh, I, I love the tease, by the way. The the, the McAfee's team has the advantage, and as the next guy's about to come up, Pat McAfee pretends like he's gonna walk out, and then he's <laughs> like, "No, no, you get out there when he looking." Like I just saw <laughs> Pat McAfee. Spoiler alert: the guy's awesome. Everybody. Um, uh, Lorkin's out. Uh, he's he's out instead. These guys. What are, are just, your thoughts on Lorkin? I liked them. I liked his tag Me team. Too. I like I like the tag team these guys had. Um, I read today that he's got a, ba- a a backstage position in WWE somewhere. Oh, really? Eh? I I don't know if there's any truth to that, but that's what I smart. read. Yeah. Uh, these guys are just torturing Kyle O'Reilly. A lot of double submissions, uh, hard strikes. Bobby Fish out next. This match has already picked up a lot of steam, and and we're only you know the first two periods done now. Um, I just love though how every time Pete Dunn is touching somebody, he's bending them. <laughs> like yeah. every time he grabs somebody, he's like just little things. He's I just man- I can watch it all day. Joints, he is a yeah. fucking evil bastard, man. Great tag team brawling between these guys and submission. Uh Danny Birch is out next. He's got the bit, he brings out a big cricket bat, which is awesome. <laughs> Don't see that a lot. Uh, and what does Pete Dunn do? He grabs it, and instead of hitting somebody, he grinds it into their fucking joints. I was just like, yes! I love I love everything because, about because this. That's I what fucking, he would do. My yeah. note here literally says, I love this man. 
commentators also make a Casey Jones reference. So my entire life is complete. Love that. Love uh, it. Probably the main reason why this is my number one match. Roddy's out <laughs> next. Sidebar. I'd like to see Roderick Strong and Braun Breaker have a feud and 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 get Roddy a run with that title. Is Roddy still is Roddy in 2.0 right now? Yeah, yeah. See, that's how that's how shitty this is. That's how shit the fact that Roderick Strong is on that product and I don't know that. I like think that, he's been hurt though. I do I do think he's been hurt. Um okay. also I'm really loving this match so far. Makes me feel like I'm watching an old horseman war game match, but with like a modern twist on it. This one really I had do, that. I do remember having that feel to it. Yeah. Uh, and now, of course, Pat McAfee comes out. This is only his second match bum, ever, by bum, the way, bum, 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 which bum, is awesome. Bum, yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, Pat pulls out four tables, but each table has the Undisputed Air logo uh, spray painted on it, which I like. He'll set Roddy up uh, through a table, and uh, like Pat just hits this beautiful moonsault through the table. Cole's walking into a four-on-one, basically, because the heels have everybody beat down, and they're all waiting for him. He sprays them with a fire extinguisher, which I thought was well done. Beats them down with a chair. Adam Cole is on fire. Nice to see him out last instead of first, like usual. I said that earlier. Um, all four men are brawling like crazy now. This is absolutely amazing. Great figure four spot here with all the heels and the faces stopping each other. Undisputed Era tries a powerbomb done through a table, but Birch breaks it up. Uh, or sorry, it doesn't break. The table doesn't break, so Roddy just slams everybody through the table off the top. Um, Pat tries to superplex Cole through a table, but Cole just pushes him off, and McAfee goes flying backwards to the table. <laughs> looked absolutely incredible. Um, Pat's just left. He uh, Undisputed Era is just fucking these guys up now, and now the roles are reversed. It's four-on-one against Pat McAfee, and, and these guys are just laying a beat down. Now all the guys are up. They're all hitting crazy moves against each other. You get your classic standoff spot, which was really good here. Pat's on top of the cage as they're all brawling. He does a swanton bomb onto everybody, which is insane. Uh, great spot with Dunn and Kyle O'Reilly. They're, like, pulling each other, pulling themselves off the ropes, staring at each other, the first guys in the match. They start brawling. I just thought it was cool to see that little throwback at the beginning. Bobby Fish with a spear through a table. Uh, we're down to just Cole and McAfee. Cole hits the Panama Sunrise for a great near fall. And then there's just so many amazing moves that happen at the end. I can't even recap it, but the Undisputed Era get the win. This was fucking awesome. If you do not remember this okay. match, go back and rewatch it. I got two things to say before we wrap, uh, wrap this match up. Um, number one, I'm not one to harp on on this subject. I, I you know, I, I hate it when people always have to bring this shit up. But I, in this instance, I kind of got to talk about it. How much better would this have been? And, and don't get me wrong, this is fantastic. This is one of the best board game matches WWE has produced. I agree with you. But how much better visually would this particular match have been if blood was allowed? If blood was allowed, and if you put it in front of not I, the Thunderdome, yeah, well. Take the Thunderdome. See, this match was so good, I forgot it was in front of the fucking Thunderdome. Yeah. Okay. You, if you put blood um, in a crowd, you, this would you be a put match that in of the year. The crowd, you put that in the crowd, you get they're on, you get fucking, you blade both McAfee and Cole, and they're on top of that fucking cage. That's an image you don't forget for years to come. That's, like I said, I'm not usually one to be like, oh, bad. Every cage match needs blood. Every War Games needs blood. Every Hell in a Cell needs blood. I'm not that guy. I'm really not. This particular match, though, I think could have been 
pushed a little bit more with a little bit of color. My second thing I want to talk about is the reason this match is, is a little special to me. This match and this feud in general, this is the time where I started to actually start to re, to to respect Pat McAfee. Uh-huh. Up and up until now, I hated him. I couldn't stand him. To me, he was just Gronk. He was he was like he was like like I hated Gronk when Gronk came in. To me, he was no different. He was this ex NFLer. He was a fucking punter. Who gives a fuck? Who's you know what I mean? Oh, he's the greatest punter of all time. He's a fucking punter. That was my fucking mentality. I don't give a shit about Pat McAfee. He what? comes in with this. He comes in with the shit don't stink attitude. The fucking shorts incident doesn't help his case at all with me. I was with Michael Cole hundred percent on that. So I don't like Pat McAfee whatsoever up until this point. Then he starts feuding with Adam Cole and he starts bringing his podcast into the feud. And then this match happens. And after this match, I'm like, holy fuck, I think I'm a Pat McAfee fan. And now I'm a massive Pat McAfee fan. Love the guy. If 2020 Mike could see 2022 Mike wearing a football hat right now, you know, he wouldn't believe, you know he, wouldn't believe he wouldn't believe it. Well, well, that's the other thing too. 2020 Mike didn't know a fucking punter from a fucking tight end. You know what I mean? And now but, you know how important punters are. <laughs> and I know that he had a deserved fucking Hall of Fame career if if they were to put a punter to the Hall of Fame, but. Back then, to me, it's like, okay, he kicked the ball. <laughs> like, he wasn't the quarterback. You, you know what I mean? He, he's not Tom fucking Brady, and it makes me sick to my stomach to say that phrase now. But that was my mentality all those years ago. And I, it, it, this, is the, this is the feud, and this is the match that turned me around on Pat McAfee and said, you know what? This man put in the work. Now I still, it's it's still gonna take a lot of years. If Gronk wants to come back and fucking try to win me over, it's gonna take a lot to win for for, for fucking Rob Gronkowski to win me over. But this proved to me um, that 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 you know someone like him could put into work, put in the love. He loves what he was doing, and he proved that. And this feud really showed that he was putting in the work physically. He was putting in the work from a storyline, like he was doing the whole package and it was working. And you know what I'm going to give him credit for? I think Pat McAfee, the fact that he was able to win me over like that made it easier for a guy like Logan Paul to win me over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He paved the way for a guy like Logan Paul to come in and I'd be like, okay, if Pat McAfee can put in the work, maybe Logan Paul could. And he did. You know what I mean? So I'm going to call that, a prediction right now. Okay. I say Pat McAfee is a surprise entrance in the Royal Rumble match this year. 100%. 100%. They already said that he was coming back in the early, in the early 2023. Um, what a way to bring him back. I think that 2023 could be the year of um, returns in, in, in the Royal Rumble. They, they haven't really done it in a big uh, way in the last few years. They haven't we had Ronda last year. And Mickey. Yeah, but but you know what I mean. They haven't really like like like, like hyping up. I think this year could be fucking huge yeah. for 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 people coming into into the Royal Rumble. We're, I mean, we're already hearing the Rock you, rumors, man. The, the Rock rumors. There are people, man, with with Triple H being interested in in a world where Triple H is allowing Okada 
or not Okada, sorry, uh, uh, Nakamura to fight in Noah. Carl you Anderson know, in, fighting in New in, Japan. In this world, who's to say Jay White won't be in the Royal Rumble? Hey, we saw we saw Mickey James uh, with Impact Wrestling as a Knockouts Champion in the Rumble last year. Man, wrestling's you know, wild right rough. now. And, and, and we're going to talk about that shortly in the new year. I'm working on a list right now um, of seven ways the WWE can use the Royal Rumble to set up the twenty the year 2023 for success. Mm-hmm. And, and I and I think this this could be the most important Royal Rumble in recent history. With that said. Um, I don't know if you read this today. Did you read the stats on the Royal Rumble today? I, I don't know. I haven't seen anything now. I want to see if I can find them if I if if I if I save them or not. Um, the Royal Rumble's already sold out. Well, shocking. It, but it's it's already done record numbers as far as sellouts and uh, and all that stuff. I want to see if I can if I can find. No, I didn't save them. Of course, I'm an idiot. Um, if I find them later, I'll send it to you personally and we'll talk about it. But uh, this is already going to be that it is for the Royal Rumble what Survivor Series was the Survivor Series. Yeah. Survivor Series was was the biggest Survivor Series, the best buy rate Survivor Series has done in, I think they said 20, 20 30 years. Like big fucking numbers. And the Royal Rumble is going to be that for, for, for 23. It's a great start, great start to this year. Um, I think the Royal Rumble is going to be massive. Um, already the names that Triple H has brought back, the names that are already there, the storylines being told, the people who potentially could come back. Um, we didn't even mention Cody Rhodes yet. Uh, you know, the potential of Cody Rhodes coming into the Royal Rumble. I, is, I, I, is I don't want to make Cody to return watch. at the Rumble. I don't because I, I don't want Cody to win the Rumble, and I think it's a waste of his return. I, I understand that, but from a business standpoint, I can understand why most fans do. From a business most... standpoint, I want Cody to get a Triple H return. Give me promo yeah. packages and hype him up to come out at Elimination Chamber, set up a Mania match. Now, you, if and, you... I are, you and I are a very different fan from today's fan, though. If you are going to bring Cody back at the Rumble, then I want to see him get eliminated by somebody that's going to set up his Mania match. Yeah. Um, it's too soon for Cody to go for the title. I think Cody should be please. the guy to beat Roman. I said it last year. I'm sticking to it, but it's still too soon. Please, somebody go and make a uh, video of Cody Rhodes to a beautiful day by by YouTube. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> well, man, before... I, I enjoy I enjoyed your list, buddy. I really yes, did. Um, it was fun to watch. I you know I I like I, the old I, war games I, matches I, better, but uh, it was fun to I watch these ones. I can't I can't think of any that you missed. Um, and I don't have a whole lot of uh, audible mentions. Um, from recent memory, because I just watched it, I did enjoy the women's uh, uh, war games match this year. At, it was good. It was good. I had it on my original list, and then I did some rechanging. Uh, you know, uh, I don't first... think it would have been on my list, but it's a definite honorable mention. Yeah, the the first war games match was good too. Undisputed Era Team Roddy Team Sanity was really good. Uh, we had. By the ones. way, something we something that we can finally put these little pieces together. You noticed in that in that opening match at Survivor Series, um, Nikki Cross came out to the Sanity theme song. Eric Young is. Uh, we didn't even talk who, about that this week. Who, I I know who who's rumored to be going back in a few weeks. Mr. Eric Young. Mr. I, Eric Young. I would like to see a Sanity reunion. So would I. Who 
Ooh. Could that mean our boy uh, Fulton could go back? Now I know he talking. was never like a he was never a big member, but it'd be cool. Now we're talking. Well, I'm excited to hear your Royal Rumble list, but before we get there, you have a list to do next week. I don't know what it is we yet. Have, I don't know if you know what it is yet. But I don't even know. There will I, be a I list. have about four. I have four rotating lists right now. I don't know what I'm gonna do. All, the only thing I can tell you right now is, is gonna have to do with the end of 2022. Um, we are wrapping up the year. Our next three shows are our end of year shows. I'm gonna do some kind of list next week. I don't know if it's gonna be uh, best uh, indie wrestlers of the year, best uh, indie matches of the year, something like that. Um, I'm not sure yet. It's going to be something best of the year. And then, and, and, and Tyler and I are going to just shoot the shit about our favorite things of 2022. Some but then them. following that, some of them, then following not, that, not, not the big ones. Cause they're saved for the next week. Well, no, we're going to talk about the big ones. Cause I don't trust any of the big ones are on your fucking list. You know what my list is and you know, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, my list is good this year. Our, my list would be very different than yours. I want to hear it off air. <laughs> um however uh the following uh after after next week the next two weeks the last two weeks of the, of the year we're going back to format we're doing what we do every single year we did it in 20 we did it in 21 we're doing it in 22 22 it's a two-part show where we are counting down the seven greatest um i don't want to say kayfabe moments but but on-screen moments yeah i don't i'm not as, doing as, like the biggest news stories court, yes so well, like this is, this, is, this is what we gotta say because last year we called it stories. Yeah, this you you wanted different. to do biggest stories. So that, I'm doing biggest moments. Yes. So that's why I'm making it very clear to our yeah. audience when I don't want anybody sitting there going, "You didn't fucking talk about Vince retiring." That that's because that's not what this list is. Yes. Would that be on my list? 100. percent Well, but if we were doing the little, biggest but, news stories of the year, it'd be number one with a bullet. Like you don't get but, bigger but than that, Vince, but. But that's not. But that's not the list that Tyler is doing this year. That Tyler's doing on-screen stories, um, uh, on-screen moments, moments. Yeah, on-screen moments. Uh, so, so, so that look forward to that. For uh, we'll be doing that for two weeks, and for every number seven through one, we're going to have a special guest on to talk about that moment with us. Um, now we already spoiled and uh, and teased who's going to be on the show. We what didn't we didn't spoil tell it. You, you did. <laughs> what we what we didn't tell you is what they're going to be talking about and what order they're coming on so you have no idea which week you uh you know uh whether or not vince russo is going to be number seven number two you don't know is he going to be on next week the week after you guys don't know that you do know he's going to be around but you got to listen each week to see when he pops in um i'm really excited for the end of your show the end of your show is always a big thing for us we always have a lot of fun we bring on we bring in friends we bring in guests uh, we bring my in favorite show we've never talked to. It's so fun. And then we have big plans for 2023, man. Um, great way to end a great year. Yes. And I can't think this of a year, better way to end our show this week, man. Take it home, my friend. I on guess you kind of did. <laughs> on behalf of everything that we've done so far and all the things we're going to do very soon, man, check in next week for the end for the beginning of the end. We have been counted out. Cheers.